Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com. Superior Swim Timing. Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop. SST is fully compatible with high-tech, Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. SuperiorSwimTiming.com. Swim Angelfish. Receive the tools and skills needed to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions with Swim Angelfish. Go to swimangelfish.com. The Magic 5, custom fitted goggles that are tailor-made for your exact face. You shouldn't feel like you're wearing any goggles. Use code BRETTHAWK20 at checkout to receive 20% off. All right, welcome back to Inside with Brett Hawk. I'm a swim nerd. We're all swim nerds. Today on the live show, we've got energy standard coach, the swimsuit guy, Sonny. What's up, buddy? Good evening, all. I'm glad to be back on. It feels like it's been forever. It has been forever, mate. Where you been? I've been working until 9 p.m. every night. Um, now it's half term and... Two more weeks in the UK, then off to Eindhoven, doing a little bit of international coaching stuff. So it should be good fun. And what a medal you got there. Bruno yeah, gave mate. you that. Bruno, mate. Bruno gave me Bruno gave me the best fake medal you've ever seen in your life, mate. Hey, <laughs> eh? look at that. It's 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 heavy too, mate. It's heavy. It's real. It's real good stuff. It does feel real. I took a picture it's... and sent it to some people, and everyone thought I was really holding a, an Olympic medal. Yeah. Fooled yeah. them all. Yeah. Uh, you know who it didn't fool? Bruce Gemmel looked at him and was like, wait a second. The event is supposed to be inscribed on this thing. <laughs> yeah, he picked it. He's like, the event's not there. I'm like, you son of a gun. Yeah, you're right. How do you know? I don't know. But yeah, we're back, guys. We're back. Back in action. So this is this is fun. Lots to talk about. Sorry we missed everybody, but we are back. Um, yeah. A lot of good stuff, mate. Well, last week we were on the road again. Uh, talking to Olympic coach from nation's capital, Bruce Gemmel. So if you didn't see that podcast that dropped two days ago, uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff about Katie Ledecky in there, who he obviously coached during the 2016 games. Um, a lot, a little, you know, some stuff about club swimming and age group development that um, definitely a broader coaching base will, will find useful, I believe. Um, but uh, let's jump into it. Uh, you guys watch Doha. Joe, hey, Joe, Joe's dropping some. Is Joe next door? Is he staying with you? Who's Joe? Joe Joe's an old teammate of mine. He's a good lad. Um, yeah, of course he is. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we doing? FINA World Cups. We're on that? Yeah, Doha. Talk to us, Sonny. I'm from the United States, and I did the 100 fly, and I got a gold medal. 
Um, well, we were just talking a little bit about the World Cup uh, before we started, and I think the headlines is there's been some really fast swims. Matt Sage from South Africa has been unreal. Uh, I think it was the first time Sun Wu of Korea swam short course meters. He set like national records in every other event and was super fast. Um, Yuli Efimova was back racing, obviously cannot do the ISL. Um, and Kyle Chalmers 45-0, which we've got a special segment for. So at the top end, it's been ridiculously fast. It's been ridiculously fast. But uh, been a real lack of uh, participants, uh, some some heats, uh, some being straight finals with six, seven, four, five swimmers, um, which is a shame because they're giving money to the top 20 swimmers at the meet. So uh, you'd like to see more people there. Well, I saw a lot of names that were getting cash, and I thought, well, that's pretty nice because I've never heard of these people. So um, at least some some people are getting paid to show up, you know? Yeah, what's the what's the way to get there? I guess you got to go with your, either your federation pays um, or you kind of go as an individual and, and pay yourself. So either way, someone's got to pay to get there. I think that's the difference between the ISL and, and FINA. Yeah, FINA are offering pretty decent money to show up and, and compete and, and, and win, but... You know, you still got all the, the other costs, the hidden costs, the, the the flights, the hotels, the food, which is taken care of by the ISL and uh, not by FINA. So, mm-hmm. big differences there. And but yeah, some, some some events were just lacking. You know, four swimmers in one event, everybody comes away with prize money. You said one one of the girls um, came away with a bunch of cash, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's great to see as well. Like uh um molly from hampton aquatics in dubai she's a great great up-and-coming swimmer represents ireland but um you know getting 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 decent prize money and uh you know it's a great opportunity but it's also like you know there's a lot higher level swimmers still out there i'm not i'm not putting anyone down here it's just you know a lot of people coming out away with a lot of money um which you wouldn't expect maybe instantly um yeah we're we gonna watch carl Chalmers swim this race Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Here we go. Let's watch Chalmers. You reckon this world record's going soon? Yeah, it has to be, mate. They're they're just peppering it. They're playing with it, you know. Um, Chalmers isn't known for his skills, you know, his Mm. his start, his turns. um, But just a super strong man. Uh, obviously putting in time and effort to improve. Look at that. He's, he's kicking out there at least three or four dolphin kicks off the wall. So he's not popping straight up. He's definitely improved those skills. Uh, takes it out like a like a machine. What's he out in there? Like one six. One six. Yeah, it's quick. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> under 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 world record split. Yeah. Know. He just doesn't he doesn't fade much, does he? I guess the suit probably helps here. At, at the back end of this race, kind of holding Amory Laveau up a little bit higher to hold that world record speed, but Charm is right on him, and closes like a machine. I, re- I, re- I reckon one of the things that helps Charms is, like, he's not an all-out, like, sort of 50 guy who, you know, needs to know breath. So he can go almost on his PB, breathing every two or whatever he does. Like, mm. he went 21-0 in the individual 50 here. So 21-6 defeat is nigh on the same thing, yet he's breathing and can back end off that. So... That's the sort of thing he has going for him that he doesn't have sort of that all-out 50 sort of style. Like his 50 is almost like a 100 front end, you know. So I think that benefits and plays into his uh, his hand a little bit. And 
Yeah. yeah. He's had a sniff of both the, both the long course world record and the short course one now. He's, he's right there. He's he's probably due for a good world record, Kyle Chalmers. So. He's never had one, has he? he no. I'm not mistaken. He's never had a world record. Um, That's no. a fun fact. Mm. I think yeah. he might be right. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't got Caesar Cielos. No one's got that. And then uh, Amarie Laveau's is just as old. So what other world record would he have got? Not mm. the 50. <laughs> not the 50. I reckon... No. I was pretty gutted he didn't do the 200 freestyle this one. Like, he went a 140 a couple of stops ago. Um, like you've got to feel like he's pretty he's pretty sh- sharp on the 200 free short course, right, with that 100 free long course pedigree. And, I mean, that's still a ridiculous world record, 139.2 from Paul Biederman. But mm. I think he's got one of the best flutter kicks in the world, especially that last 25. I'd like to see what he could do on a 50, 50 kick with a board. I'll tell you, Eddie Reese, fifty long course. Mm. He was he was training at Sterling right uh, for like about two weeks ago for like ten days with some of the Aussie guys who like the ISL London Raw guys went and trained at Sterling with Steve Tigg, and actually the fastest fifty kick on a board was Zach Insert. He went twenty six four. I think I've got a video of it actually. I don't know if I can share it, but twenty six four with a board short course. What do you uh, mean? One, you know? one, one arm points per turn. What do you I mean? Think... You don't know if you can share. Of course you can share. It's your video. Can I share my screen? Oh, oh like oh, share yeah, it right maybe. now. I thought you were going to do a vlog yeah. about it. No, no, no. I, I did take the video. My mate sent it to me. But um, All oh, right. I might be able to share it. Um, maybe. Let's let see what I can do. Pretty quick. Short um, course, eh? Yeah. Well, we're going to get some course. long course. I think we should do that. I think we should set a challenge to the world's best swimmers out there. Let's see what you can get 50 long course with a board and kind of record it. And let's... Let's get a little competition. I love it going up around the world. Um, uh, Sonny, you heard uh, Eddie Eddie Reese's little part in the, in our montage video of yeah. him going around on pole deck at the Olympics, asking each one of the uh, of everyone like, "How fast are you on a board? <laughs> How fast are you in a fifty kick?" He wanted to know. I can hear something. What's that? Yeah, like uh, I'm downloading this video. I might be able to share it. I don't know how it works here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I can hear it. <laughs> I can see it, but I can't show it. Uh, that's all right. We'll save it for next time. Get, get yeah. a little vlog up there, and we'll we'll send it out as a vlog, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the dive and glide, we got which got you one hundred fifty thousand views. Let's. I let's don't. I don't understand anything on social media anymore. Nah, makes more no ridiculous. Sense. Makes no sense. Mm. But uh, all right, what else makes no sense? Uh, shenanigans going on in the ISL. I wouldn't call them shenanigans. I'd just say like uh, some people are rumoring boycott and other people are like, don't worry about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to talk on this a little bit. I've I've had some private conversations with some people on the, the deep inside. You know, I've got a lot of friends around the world, which is nice, you know, and uh, and they trust. They love our platform. They love what we're doing. They trust us. But um, – you know, and and it's I've been critical in the past, and and that's okay. I mean, it's okay to to kind of say, hey, there's some things not right here, um, and and kind of point those out. But you know what? I was reminded today from a few people, like I said, deep on the inside, that there's a lot of things that are really going well with the ISL. First of all, we're about to watch some really fast swimming here in the next couple of weeks. We're we're about to see the best swimmers in the world get together, and and compete. Uh, on teams and be very competitive. I mean, that's exciting in and of itself. 
I was reminded today that in the last two years, $12.7 million has gone to direct payments for swimmers. That, that money has been paid out. Um, there is some money that is lagging. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a couple of hundred thousand dollars, but when, when you're talking about 12.7 actually has already been paid out, I think that's been overlooked a little bit. And, and that's more money than swimmers have made in the last 30 years in prize money. You know, so there, there are really good things. And I've always said I do not want the ISL to go away. Um, I, I've always also said, too, that I've, I've had some people that, um, you know, are certainly struggling and could use the money, you know, um, and, and that money lagging a little bit. But it has a lot of it has been paid out. And um, there's a lot of really good things that the ISL are doing. I think it's very easy for people like me on the outside to jump on it and be critical at times. But we've also got to take a deep breath here and say we don't want this to go away. Um, the fact that uh, that Sunny and top coaches in the world and top swimmers in the world are are even being paid to live in in Italy for a period of five six weeks, you know, like we're just talking about the the World Cup, how people aren't turning up to that because you got to pay for it. These these athletes, hundreds of them, were paid to go and live in Italy for six weeks. Imagine the expense of hotels and flights and food and all of that that went into just having the event itself and having those athletes show up. So, look, um, it's easy to be critical, but I don't want this thing to go away. We want it to continue. I think the ISL, um, from what I understand, know that they've made a couple of you know, hiccups, mistakes, and they do need to get better. But that doesn't mean the whole thing is a disaster by any means. The whole thing is very, very successful but there's things that they need to get better. And I just want to keep reiterating that we love the ISL. We want it to continue, keep paying people, um, try and be better with on time, but you know, a lot of money has gone out. So let's just stick onto that for a second. Well, it's hard, hard to yell at someone that's um, reached into their wallet and, and paid out 40 million bucks already. Right. He's lost $40 million. This guy in, in, in the last couple of years. Yeah. He's going to probably lose another 20 million this year. So, uh, one man is paying everybody, uh, to try to get this thing up and running. Mm -hmm. Got to get the revenue in the door. That's another issue besides the point. Um, but yeah, uh, this guy's, how can you, uh, bite the hand that, that, that's feeding you, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sonny, uh, you've had, just in terms of your experience, it's been incredible, right? Honestly, like uh, I, one, of the, one of the girls who swims down in Plymouth, uh, she's on Toronto Titans and we had her around for a car night the other day. And my dad was just chatting with her and he said, uh, hey, like, how was the Olympics? How was the ISL and all of this? And she said, like, the Olympics was everything she's dreamed of, obviously trying to be a first-time Olympian. But she said, experience-wise, the ISL was better. Um, and I think that sort of sums up how good the ISL is. Like, people loved it. And there's so many reasons. Like, just the opportunity to live in a wonderful place like Naples for five weeks and explore and, and get time to see that. Train outdoors for people that don't have the opportunities in some of the colder countries. Race the best athletes in the world every single week. Train with the best athletes. Um, like, I, I love swimming of all aspects, but the, the level of of excitement on deck every day every practice not just from our team but the other teams we're seeing as well like uh it's just crazy it's uh it's it's maddening like i i remember we just finished uh 
Klimmer just come out of the gym and we're watching Caleb Dressel and Justin Restron dive over the flags. And then he tried to somersault over the flags. And, you know, this is the sort of thing that's happening every day. And, and everyone is truly loving it. Like, people might be a little annoyed they've not been paid on time. And, and I think rightly so. But people are loving the experience at the ground level. And um, the fact that also then there's an opportunity to earn a lot of money on top of that just means it's even better, right? So uh, I'm massively pro ISL. And, um, yeah. I, I, I hope it sticks around because, well, now I'm part of it. It, it would be really handy. <laughs> well, again, like I said, the majority of the payments have been paid already. The $12.7 million has directly gone to swimmers in the last couple of years. It has gone to them already. They are waiting on a, on a payment here or there, you know, some of them. Um, but that doesn't mean that none of them have been paid. I don't want to get that to be, you know, mixed up here um and what do and, you do what are you just gonna boycott and then it's really over i mean if you boycott yeah. there's no chance of getting paid there's no chance of the next season it's probably just kaput so it's yeah. like what do you do yeah i mean that he he's always he, he's always paid that that's what i've been told by by people on the inside that are there that that love it he has always paid some of them are late, but the majority of them uh, have always been paid, and um, and people do not want this to go away, including myself. So, let's focus on the excitement of the ISL. Let's focus on the positivity of it right now. I mean, if things become some sort of tragic mess, then we're going to talk about it for sure. We're not we're not being paid by the ISL to say positive stuff or negative stuff. You know, it's like we're just going to give our opinions, but. The fact of the matter is there's a lot of really good stuff going on and we should focus on it. I'm excited about the racing coming up the next few weeks. All right. European women real quick. What we did, about um, them? <laughs> <laughs> we did, uh, Brett and I just did some votes for Swimmer of the Year. Um, for Swimming World. And uh, I think we were both like really surprised and you're going through you know, all the African swimmers, all the European swimmers, the Pacific Rim swimmers, the America swimmers. And it's it was very noticeable. Uh, there was not a single gold medal coming out of a uh, out of Europe for women. Individually, yeah. Not a single individual women's gold medal at the Olympics. I was very surprised by that. I thought, as I was reading through it, trying to put my votes in, I was like, no way. Like, what? Not a single one? Now, that's not to say they didn't win medals and didn't perform well, but... Just in terms of gold medals, there wasn't one one in Tokyo by a European woman. Uh, surprised. Yeah, definitely surprised. It's a crazy Any statistic. thoughts on that, Sonny? Yeah. Mm. Um, I know, like, uh, there's obviously some brilliant, brilliant women European swimmers. You know, you've got your likes of Sarah Stroström, Penilla Bloom, uh, Ranami Kwame Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Um, but, like, I, I guess... You know, they, they swim similar events. There's, you know, Katinka. a little bit of hardship. Katinka, of course. And I think without, again, not being nasty, but there's not really been any big breakthrough younger European swimmers, women swimmers in the last sort of five years. You know, the girls Agreed. that are good or the women that are good, they've been good for a long time, you know. And Katinka can't win gold medals forever. Ranami can't win gold medals. She was the double Olympic champion in 2012. Panilla mm. can't win gold medals forever. You know, like uh, Sarah, she will win gold medals again. I'll, I'll say that, but again, can't win them forever. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the elbow was massive. And the fact she yeah. come and got medals in itself was 
phenomenal. And she went like 23-1 the other day at ISL. She, she's brilliant. Sarah's brilliant. Um, yeah, but like, I think there needs to be a breakthrough of some, some next generation uh, European women. And that's probably where, where they're lacking. Like, Yeah, the big winners were Australia, uh, China, Japan, and, and America. On the women's mm. side at the Olympics, they were the four kind of nations that really dominated. Yeah, I mean, Australia has Emma McKeon, Kayla McCune, and Titmus. Ariane Titmus, yeah. I mean, each one of them won multiple gold medals. And each one of them could go again in three years. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you hit the nail on the head there, Sonny. I think uh, we haven't seen these young up-and-coming uh, swimmers out of Europe, specifically female swimmers, um, Pilato maybe, but that's like a 50 breaststroke. Yeah, she yeah. got work to do. Anyways, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Europe, you got to oh, show I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk over Ev Evgenia Chikanova. She come fourth at the Olympics in the 200 breast, and she looks absolutely incredible every time I've seen her race. So that's that's my next European gold medalist, Evgenia Chikanova. Oh, that's a good pick because I think I had her, I had her ranked number four for European women at uh, this past year. Mm. Fair enough. There Who you did go. you have number one? Soystrom. Soystrom. I had Soystrom too. Mm. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I mean, I, I mean, she's number one without an injury, but she was certainly number one with an injury as well. You know, like coming off what she did, I mean, that that's sick. It's ridiculous. To break your elbow like that and have all those screws and plates put in and then come back and win Olympic silver, come on, man. That's a performance of a lifetime right there. Incredible. Yeah. Good for All right. Her. Short course world championships. Abu Dhabi. Couple of things. Japan's not coming. All right. So they're out. Uh, I think this is just kind of plays into like what you're seeing at the World Cup and what you're seeing at um where where people are like, ah, two weeks of quarantine to get back in. It's just a lot of headache. It might be two weeks of quarantine when you get there. Then Japan said, "Hey, we're out. We're not. We're not going to send anybody." So again, you're leaving an entire country that is good at swimming behind. It's just going to open up more spots for more people to show up and earn more money. Mate, there's cash on this meet. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are going to bypass this thing and. Uh... You know, we, we talk about the professionalism of, of swimming. They're, they're putting money out there. There's money to be won. A lot of, a lot of athletes say they don't have much or, uh, you know, haven't won much in their lifetime. There's money on this thing. And uh, I'm doing everything I can to try and get to this meet and win some cash. Yeah. yeah All you have to do is enter, I think, sometimes in some of yeah. those heats. So no, I'll just get back in that drug testing pool, Brett. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me personally, but what, what's funny? $2.8 million. I just checked the number. That's how much there is in prize money at this world short course meet. $2.8 million. Um, I think that's double any world champs long course ever before. So there's the more cash money. Is not only, it's not only for world records. That's wrong. No. 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 There's ca there's right. extra cash for world records. If you yeah. if you go if you go a, uh, a world record, you get 50 grand as a bonus, but certainly not. It, it's not the only cash. No. $2.8 million of prize money for individual events. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm, That's I'm crazy. trying to get there. 
We've been doing some campaigning too for uh, trying to get a couple of American athletes on that team in the past few podcasts. Uh, Tom Shields, we've been campaigning for him. And um, Coleman Stewart. Coleman, for sure. We, we've been put out a campaign. Beat so, Nelson. Um, beat, yeah. And uh, I think we had some success with, with – I know I know at least one person that we may have had some success with. So feeling pretty good about our, our campaign so far. We, we'll keep pressing forward. Well, USA Swimming still hasn't put out their qualifier. I mean, they haven't put out who Tim, yeah. who's, who's made the team yet, right? No, I think they're going through their lists of people to to get approval or denials or, you know, so they go down a list of like first, you know, first response. Do you want it? No. Like I, I spoke directly to, to Lily King and the podcast will come out early next week and she said she's not going, you know. So like you go Lily King and then, okay, who's the next best? Do you want it? Okay. Do you want it? So it takes time. I understand why they're taking their time with it to, to get the right team, but they're going down their list right now. Why doesn't Lily want to go? Uh, she said she is happy with her ISL racing. She doesn't really care about the money uh, that's being put up. She's raced a lot. She didn't take a break uh, after the Olympics. She went straight into training, which I was very surprised by. We had a really good conversation. Again, it's going to come out on Monday. We had a great discussion with Lily King. Um, she was very open. Um, I, I love it. You know, she she says she's learned a lot from saying some certain things, but she's also not afraid to say things. You know, so it's like she she's got personality, and I and I like it a lot. But I think she's pretty tired, and I think she sees the next three years. Um, you know, and and she maybe she wants to spend Christmas with with the family, just not really competing. So that that was it. Interesting. I thought she was just gonna she's gonna go make some money. She's making just money, man. I've got I've got the prize money here. It's fifteen grand from a win, twelve grand for silver, ten grand for third, and it's down to three grand for eighth place. Yeah, do you want to take that back, Maserati? You know, fifteen grand for a win, mate. It's nothing to sneeze at. So, you know, that's that's five grand more for a win than than last worlds, and actually, uh third place at this world you will win more than what won last world so you get more for getting bronze than you used to get for gold so and it's going in the right direction um, bronze pays baby bronze pays you, you can thank the isl for this too yeah to be Absolutely. honest like um they're yeah. they certainly have pushed fina to to pay the athletes um in in the entire conversation i think the most important thing is what the swimmers union is doing uh, to to better the athletes, whether it's ISL and getting paid or FINA and FINA, you know, actually putting forth money. If they have 150 million bucks in the bank, they kind of just been keeping it sm small potatoes for so long. We 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 needed the ISL to come in and 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 push them forward, and you're seeing more money come out of there. So. It's um at the end of the day, it's it's all good. Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is here. I think we asked Matt Sates about it. I think he was going to go right, but he's he's also contemplating going to Georgia in in January. Um, I think that decision's still up in the air. So, uh, I think he's got a lot on his plate. He's doing these World Cups, making cash. Pop Popovich, not sure. Can't remember if he's doing it or not. I know. Half now he's going. Half now he's going. What did he yeah. just go this morning? What did he just? swim he he won the arab championships 342 short course about the same long course but he won by like 14 seconds or 12 seconds so mm. yeah 
Something by himself that, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. We've got a couple of retirements or maybe one retirement and maybe half of a retirement. <laughs> but uh, Kosuke Hagino from Japan is officially, he's he's done. He's hanging up that Speedo. I don't know what he's going to do in his in his uh, non-swimming life, but he's got a few gold. Uh, he's got a he's got a medal of every color. Um, Twenty sixteen Olympic champion in the four hundred IM. First mm. time someone won the four hundred IM in a long time. That wasn't an American named Michael Phelps. Um, and he got silver in the two hundred IM in twenty sixteen. So uh, it, was, it was good to have you. Sad to see you leaving so early. He's still such a young guy, I think. Was he 26? Mm. Yeah. Born in you know, 1994. He's 27. You know much about him, Sonny? I don't know much about him at all. Um, but I know he's a good swimmer. I still remember the podcast you've done with James Guy, and he told mm. you about that set he done when he comes to Millfield. And I, that's still the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Like, I'm sure you've seen some stuff in training. I've seen some stuff in training, but yeah. That that yeah. set that, that that James described was just outrageous. Um, maybe that has something to do with his early retirement. Maybe he just works so bloody hard that he uh, he can't maintain that level of intensity. But uh, great swimmer, great swimmer. Yeah, he might have some injuries or something lingering. Twenty seven is pretty young. He does some yeah. of those tough events. Not a big guy. He's a normal. He's like an average guy. Like not even six feet tall for sure. You know. So, um, and then the other one is, uh, Mark Schubert, you know, the legendary, sometimes polarizing, uh, sometimes controversial American Olympic coach who's been on, I don't even know how many Olympic staffs, six, something like that, maybe more. Uh, he's coached loads and loads of Olympians. Uh, he's retiring from Mission Viejo. Uh, just got off the ask board. Seems like he might be uh, maybe hanging it up for good. Or maybe he's looking for something new. <laughs> so he's got three years to Paris. Um, I guess we'll see where he lands. Yeah, I don't know much about the situation of him leaving. I have heard some word on the street that he might be popping up somewhere again in Southern California, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, good luck to him. He's, he's had a great career. And uh, we'll see what happens from here. But uh, interesting stuff. Uh, I, I do want to go back to one thing you just said there, Nate, uh, about Hagino uh, swimming the tough, tough events. I'm not sure what you mean by that, mate. Uh, is there a, is there an easy event that he should have picked? What what are you referring to? I mean, he's he's a 400 IM or baby. Wait, what does that mean? It means it's a tough event. It's a tough event compared to what? The 50 freestyle. Bull snizzle. <laughs> Was he in the gym lifting what we're lifting? Uh, Mate, I had I was putting a car over my head every day, right? Yeah, he's squatting just, squatting a car over my head, you know, to to get off that block as quickly as I could. Yeah, and you're telling me that's not tough? I mean, it's tough in its own way. <laughs> it's just not training for a 400 IM. I always laugh at it. I'm like, you know, people that think the 50 is easy, you know, Bruno Fratis goes 21 2. I'm lucky enough to coach him. Try going 21 2 in the 50 and tell me that's not tough, mate. Mm. That goes sub 410 <laughs> in the 400 IM long course. Ow. Boring. Who'd want it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do we got on the podcast this week? 
we have Amanda Beard coming tomorrow. Um, uh, I kind of surprised people a little bit here because I was talking about how I've got Lily King. I talked about her on my on my Instagram, but it didn't really give away the fact that we have uh, I had Amanda, you know, right before her. So in the last few weeks, we've had the the current 200 breast world record holder. We've had an Olympic Olympic champion in Amanda Beard in 2004. And then, uh, and then we have one of the world's, well, the current world record holder in the hundred coming up on Monday. So, like, all these, um, all these breaststroke female breaststrokers coming through the podcast and sharing their stories, been been a lot of fun. So, Amanda's amazing, great story. I mean, a lot to talk about. Obviously, long career, and some of it has been talked about at length. I mean, she's she's written books. Um, you know, we we know a lot about Amanda, but I think she was. Uh, very personal on this one and very um, willing to share. I loved it, getting to know her more. And I think she's just one of those legends of the sport, mate. Uh, Sonny, you you remember watching Amanda at all? Is she a little too old for you? The majority of her career was a little bit before my time. Um, mm-hmm. My first standout memories of uh, of watching swimming were uh, Beijing. So uh, her, 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 she was sort of Athens and... and, and yep and back all the way to Atlanta, wasn't she? So uh, a oh, little yeah, bit before man. my time. Yeah. I, I know she is, and I, I I must have watched Ray's videos countless times. So I know what yeah. she done. She's yeah. more my age. I think, like, when I was a kid, she was a kid, and I watched her, like, with her teddy bear, you know, go behind the blocks at the Olympics, and I think I was a year younger, so I was probably 13, and she was 14, and I'm just thinking – what in the world? How, they, how is she swimming at the Olympics? Yeah. 14 yeah, years old. Talk about that a lot. But one of the real interesting stories coming out of this podcast is 2000. She was not picked to make that team. Um, she was swimming very poorly. She wasn't picked to make the team at the trials. And then she goes ahead and, and wins the bronze medal at the Olympics. So she talks to us about her performance um, at the Sydney Olympics moments before she goes out to win a medal again she was completely written off she's in lane eight and barely scraped into the final but shouldn't have even been in the final and then she had a conversation um with uh head coach at arizona frank bush frank bush yes thank you and um she talks talks to us about this moment frank has this coaching moment with her right before she goes out to win this medal it's very very interesting a, a good uh insight into the psyche of uh of one of the best athletes uh you know in, in female swimming history but to see herself pull herself out of whatever she was in to get out there and, and perform the way she did uh, it's a really good insight into the conversation between a swimmer and, a, and an athlete uh, a coach and an athlete so check this one out tomorrow i think you're going to learn a lot from it great podcast amanda thank you for being on the podcast it was great lily right. king monday amanda amanda thursday lily king next monday so back to back boom boom and then isl in two weeks when are you ISL. flying out uh not this weekend the weekend after gotcha mate good for you hey congrats this is awesome right. exciting you guys gonna win the whole thing oh bloody hope so i don't like losing brett <laughs> <laughs> i think we can i think we can it's just, it's gonna be interesting to see what, what the teams look like uh compared to naples um we're talking about the other day uh, you, you know you're saying la are gonna bring some people in i'm sure kelly are we should have a couple extra swimmers so uh you know they make an impact these different swimmers 
And, uh, There's been a lot of talk that, uh, since you uh, went out there and started doing behind the scenes. Everybody's talking about how they, uh, they every team needs a new Sonny. Yeah, you know, mm. someone, and I believe that's true. They sh- should have someone that's just dedicated to social media, doing behind the scenes. And well, I'm still, I'm still coaching stuff. twice a day as well, mate. I'm still. <laughs> oh, I know, still, I know, I know. I'm still coaching the sessions as well. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I totally understand. Uh, that's why I said they need a Sonny that's not like also a coach. They Come just on. need a social media person that's just in charge of videotaping and putting out content from behind the scenes for every single well, one of these teams. I kind of disagree. What I like about Sonny, he's got the relationships with the athletes. He understands what to film and what not, what to put out there. I think Sonny's got a real eye for it, which I think is great. I think they need more Sonnies. You're right. I think I think each team needs someone who's got the inside with the athletes, who the athletes are uh, uh, fully prepared to kind of open up to them share whatever they need to share and then he's also got the eye for like hey let's let's film this let's look at this so some great stuff coming out of there mate keep it up i think you, you're groundbreaking i think uh yeah, cheers, you know, cheers, so cheers guys good stuff we'll keep promoing it for everybody pumping it out so for sure yeah. all right loved it good right, to see good you guys show. yeah hey i'm tom shields from the united states and i did the hunter fly and i got a gold medal or break out of bronze yeah. See you next week. <laughs> See you later. Nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device, such as the TVs in your facility lobby, ready room, or by athletes' family members across the world. A very simple and easy to use necessity for any team or facility that is live streaming their meets results. You actually see the live meet timer counting up. The splits come across the screen as the swimmers touch the pads. It has all the information you're looking for. Event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. There are so many things you can do with this software. Swim Nerd Live turns any smart TV into a portable digital scoreboard. Hang a TV out in the hallway of the pool or on both sides of the stands. This is perfect when you have swim meets and the kids are in the gym down the hall. They've made it incredibly simple for anyone to watch. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. And here's the cherry on top. Swim Nerd Live also provides advertising space for you to show off your sponsors promote your upcoming swim camp, or have your alumni just one click away from donating. This software will pay for itself. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more.